0: Hey, this is Kevin Kelly. Get ready for the latest episode of the Starimcast.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Stardom Cast. This is a podcast we talk all things about the fantastic wrestling promotion that is stardom. And we do it in a positive, and what I like to think, fun manner. I am your host, Matt Turner, and I am not joined by Rob Goodwin this week. This will be a solo podcast. Mr. Rob Goodwin, the don of this podcast, the godfather of this podcast, uh, informed me that he has a huge job interview coming up. On Thursday, we record this. We recorded the podcast on Wednesday, and he said he had just had to donate some more time to uh, to that and some projects that he had to get done and some presentations. And he asked me if I can do the podcast solo. I said, "Of course, Rob, absolutely." And on behalf of all the friends and family members of the Stardom Cast, we wish you well on your job interview coming up. Well, as this airs on Friday, uh, getting the Delorean and go back a day. So best of luck, buddy on your job interview we know that you are going to nail it and he's going to be doing the job interview on one foot folks as he still has uh, his crutches on so what a trooper In the words of bruce dickinson from iron maiden the trooper that's rob goodwin but i figured folks let's have a little fun with uh, rob missing another episode shall we if you remember about a month or so ago he broke his foot and uh, he missed an episode and I went on this very podcast and I asked if everybody can please tweet at him that the reason why he, uh, he broke his foot is he was doing the Cosmic Angels dance. And his Twitter timeline was uh, pretty well flooded with some Cosmic Angels memes. So, uh, again, let's have some fun with it. So let's just say the job interview that Rob is going for is that he is going for uh, to be one of the backup dancers slash singers for the Meltier tour so if we can this weekend obviously send him some positive vibes on twitter you know fingers crossed that he gets the job let's have a little fun with the job because that's what we do on this stardom podcast on uh, the stardom cast, we have a whole lot of fun let's tweet at him some pictures of uh tim and Natsupoy, you know in the full meltier uh <laughs> regalia there you know the full of uh, the full gear and say hey rob you know good luck on being one of the backup dancers slash singers on the meltier world tour 2023. So uh, <laughs> I think that'd be fun, right? I think that'll be the new tradition that we start here on the start of cast. If for some reason he misses, I'll come on here and get some wacky reason uh, why he missed. So that should be fun. Sorry, buddy, gotta do it again. Podcast is all about fun. Okay, so we have a lot to talk about on this show. We have, we have the main event of this show, we will be previewing the third and the fourth, the last two final nights of I can't believe it, the 3rd and the 4th. We're going to be December already. As this podcast drops, it will be December. The 3rd and the 4th of the Stardom Goddess of uh, Stardom Tag League, the final two nights. So that will be the main event of this show. We are going to be doing reviews on Stardom and Showcase 3. Uh, we'll be doing the review of the Cork and Hall show last week and the show from the 27th as well. But before we get into that, let's talk about what's coming up on Patreon. We had just dropped the Kigatsu World of Stardom Championship review. Eight successful title defenses, one match where she won the belt, one match where she lost the belt. The easy math tells me 10 matches I've reviewed. That is in your feedback, your feedback, your feedback in the Patreon uh, episode uh, in your in your Patreon. That's up there now for all the white and red belt tier members. They watch along this past week for the red belt tier members as we went back to a world climax night one from earlier this year, March 26th. I believe the show was as we watched Sherry defend the world of Star championship against Julia. And I think that is almost like a little preview, a little appetizer of what we're going to get coming up here on the 29th in Sumo Hall for the world of stardom championship and basically a rematch obviously julia winning the five-star grand prix so she gets her championship title match and she will be challenging sherry once again so i wanted to go back and watch that match just to kind of get myself little and all the fantastic listeners the friends and family of the stardom cast just to kind of get everybody's mind jogging just to see where this match is going to go as good as sherry and julia were uh were back in march i think they're way better now and as great as that match was back at World Climax, I think they're going to have even a better match coming up on Dream Queendom December the 29th. As we are just a little over three weeks away for that card. Super, super excited for that card. Can't wait to see where it's going to go. Uh, also, um, again, we, as you listen to this, we are in December. We're having ourselves a Merry My You Christmas. $1 tier. Patreon members gets you a career retrospective that myself and Mr. Rob Goodwin will be recording sometime in December. Not sure when it's going to be, but it'll be dropping sometime in December. And That's just a dollar for the $5 tier members. We are going to be doing not one, not two, not three, but four watch alongs of Mayu Iwatani versus Io Shirai. We will start with uh, this Monday coming up will be their match from the 2015 five star Grand Prix and then weeks two, three and four. We will be watching along into their trilogy of matches for the World of Stardom Championship. Now, for the White Belt and Red Belt tier members, on the, uh, the, not the Patreon, on the Twitter, you voted for Thunder Rock review. That'll be dropping towards the end of the year. I'm super excited to do that review. And out of all the poll- polls that I have put up on Twitter for the Patreon, that had the most votes. That one in a landslide. So, again, I'm going to be reviewing anywhere between 8 to 10 Thunder Rock matches. I'm not sure what exactly matches I'm going to be doing. Probably closer to 10, to be honest with you. I have a lot of time from work coming off, and it's just an excuse to watch, make me watch more of one of my favorite tag teams of all time. I know that I will be doing the, uh, the review of their match where Eo turns on Mayu. Spoilers. Uh, from the finals of the Goddesses Startup Tag League. With a uh, Thunder Rock versus Yoko Bido and Kari uh, Hojo, I'm probably going to be re- reviewing. Even though me and Rob did it, I just want to watch it again of a uh, Thunder Rock versus Kari and Mako Satamoro, and probably even though we did a watch along on it, probably Io's final match where she teams with Mayu to take on Hazuki and Kigetsu. So if there's any matches that you want me that want you want to add to the list, just let me know. Let me know. Drop me a line, Matt Turner. O f on the instagram and the twitter and of course uh you can always email me at the Stardom, the stardomcast22 at gmail.com if there's any thunder rock matches that you want me to put on the list that we will review so that'll be coming up at the end of december right around time for the new year what a great way to close out 2022 with some thunder rock now the uh also what was voted was Mayu winning the two thousand sixteen Cinderella tournament and that'll always drop in the middle of the month fourteenth fifteenth sixteenth give or take somewhere around there that'll drop. So I'm gonna change this up just a little bit. Not change it up. I'm gonna add to it. I've already watched all the matches from that Cinderella tournament and there's only three. Uh, there's supposed to be four matches. There is a uh, there's two semifinal matches that yeah go one goes to a time limit and one gets thrown out. So, basically, uh, there's a buy going to the final. So, there's only three matches. I've watched them. I've reviewed them. Uh, you know, i made notes of them. I don't feel comfortable with, if you're paying for this Patreon, I don't feel comfortable with just me doing just three matches. I, I'm always the person that I like to give people more than their money's worth. And I have so much pride in this podcast and the Patreon. And it is a merry, my Christmas that we're going to do a little more. So, what I'm also going to do, I'm going to add to that episode. Uh, I'm going to be reviewing Mayu Iwatani and Saki Kashima's Goddess of Stardom Championship reign. They have three successful title defenses. Obviously, the match they win the titles, and the match that they lose the titles, that brings up to five. So you're also going to be getting as an added bonus, uh, you're not only going to get the 2016 Mayu Iwatani got our um, excuse me Cinderella Championship win, but I'm going to be adding Mayu and Saki Kashima's goddess of stardom complete title reign now whether i'm going to split that up into two episodes and be released on the same day or one day after another or if i might just do the three Cinderella matches take a drink of water then go right into the five matches with Mayu and Saki that i don't know yet but i just feel like you fantastic folks you deserve a little bit more and again it is a merry Mayu Christmas so we're going to give you a little bonus episode with uh Mayu Iwatani and Saki Cashmas goddess of stardom reign so and again, I thank everybody so much for all the support that we've been getting. In I've noticed that we've had a few new Patreon members join these past uh, this past week. So welcome aboard! Uh, any questions, comments? Let me know. You guys know how to get a hold of me. Welcome to the welcome to the show. I know we have a lot of new listeners as well. Uh, welcome. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. We'll continue to enjoy the show. And anything that we can do to make your experience better, let us know. Okay. Um, I'm going to start with Stardom in Showcase three, just because. It's kind of its own thing. It's kind of almost like an else world on Stardom. So I'm kind of just gonna just breeze through some of these matches because some of these matches were kind of just laughing and kind of head scratchers But I tell you what, out of all three of the Stardom and showcases, I definitely enjoyed this one the most. So we start with an actual, uh, you know, quote unquote real match, if you want to say. We go to the uh, blue, uh, the blue stars Goddess Tournament seven up. You and Nanai Takahashi taking on Wingori. Sia, Ida, and Hana. This I thought this was a really really good match. I liked how Saya, Ida, would not back down from you. Seems like you. It just seems like she's the irresistible force in this tournament. Just kind of just backing everybody down. But I almost got like very old school, like seventies eighties, like monster hero just gobbling people up, as if saying like, hey, if you don't, you know, if you don't take your offense, I'm not going to give you any. Sia, Ida, did a really good job bringing it with you. There were some really good exchanges with Hana and Nanai Takashi. I thought Nanai, being a former champion, just a legend uh, of stardom, uh, really gave the younger Hana, who just turned 18, a lot in this match and did a really good job of making her look really good. Uh, and then we get some really good stuff with Nanai and Sayida as well, which to me, that was the main portion of the match. But 7-Up, uh, they finish off Sayida with the T gimmick. A little bit of uh, call out here to uh, the, the Backstreet Boys. Former CZW Tag Team Champions, the late great Trent Acid and Johnny Cashman. I thought that was pretty cool. How I'm not sure if that's what they were kind of going for, but as soon as they did, I'm like, oh man, that's the old uh, the old T gimmick. So a little, you know, tugging at my heartstrings for early two thousands independent wrestling tag team action. Uh, I had this one at three and a quarter stars. We go to the Falls Con Enquirer match. We have Ram Chow versus Starlight Kid versus Azumi versus Koguma. This starts off with some four way high speed action, and again. You have four athletes like this that are moving this fast. If anybody's off a half a second or half a step, it becomes a domino effect. One thing's going to mess up to another, and it's just going to be a whole big cluster. And by no means did they miss on this. Like the first 90 seconds, it was just polished. It was really good. And then the comedy came out, folks. If you've seen this match, you know what I mean. Uh, basically, Azumi and Koguma, they uh, they come out with um, these giant like inflatable pool uh soccer ball things that they were almost looked like the sumo fights that you see at the county fair and then they all four of them fight to the outside and we see uh <laughs> we see there's an inflatable soccer man that gets knocked down i thought that was uh pretty funny uh, again these shows are completely different it's, it's again it's an else world so by no means was i like you know oh this is terrible because this isn't wrestling this is they started out really good and now they're doing all this comedy i thought it was i thought it was pretty funny it was harmless it basically, you know, fits in perfect what Stardom Showcase is. And they get back in the ring and they, they do more high-speed action with Koguma pinning Azumi via the uh, Koguma role. So maybe Koguma is going to, uh, I don't know, if the, again, if this is going to be canon, quote-unquote, but does that give Koguma a shot at Azumi's high-speed championship belt? Uh, I wouldn't say no to another match between them two. I just didn't like this match just because of the silliness and whatnot. And I just, again, it was a good match. It was yeah, the comedy parts where they put in, it, where they needed to put in. But it was a super fun. If you like these type of wild, zany, files con, anywhere matches that they even have. having, I think that the last one, I think Micah threw a bike at somebody. You know, I'm sure Dusty Rhodes in Up in Heaven was yelling, bicycle, bicycle. Uh, anywho, it was, it was a you know, pretty fun match. Um, match number three, which I guess has taken uh, this, this one, <laughs> the Zest Hair Salon match which might be taking the place of the Cosmic Rules match as like the zaniest, wildest match of the show. Lady C versus Sai Kamatani versus Himika versus Kogo. This match was kind of all over the place. Uh, they had a pool in the middle of the ring, and uh, they were able to use shampoo and hair gel, and hairspray and all sorts of things. And I just really had, as a professional wrestler, I just really had two thoughts in mind this match was happening is one, Lady C was the only one that wore, like, her older gear. Like, Momokogo, Himika and Sai Kamatani, they all had, like, their newer gear. but I'm like, won't it get ruined? Like, with all that hair gel and uh, the shampoo and whatnot. So, Lady C had, like, the gear she had for, like, a year and a half ago when she first started. Not only that, I was also thinking, what if all that shampoo that's going to be in the ring, I don't think they're, like, WWE where they're going to just constantly change canvases. I'm not sure if that's what they did. But my was thinking, boy, the next match... They're going to be slipping and sliding all over the place. I hope nobody like blows out a knee or breaks anything. Um, this is a match I kind of shook my head and laughed at. You know you, you, knew you weren't getting brisco funk in this one. Uh, it was what it was. Lady C taps out Momokogo via the Cobra twist. There were some really funny interactions with uh, Sai Kamatani and Himika with their hair gelled, standing all the way up. I thought that was that was pretty entertaining. Again, I'm not going to rate this match. It was what it was. It was pretty funny. Uh, and I'm excited to see Lady C's new do. I hope they put that on Stardom World or the YouTube page where they show her reaping the benefits of her big win here at Stardom Showcase Volume 3. Now we pretty much completely flipped the uh, the coin this one. We have a Judo Rules match where Mayu Yutani teamed up with Micah and Hannah to take on the team of uh, Hina, uh, Mirai, and Utami. Um, I thought this was this was this was this was pretty fun, because you basically had everybody was in geese, j- jitsu geese, karate geese, and you were able to pull the gi out. Um, you know, I took a couple of judo classes, and you can kind of use the gi against your own advantage. So I thought this was uh, this was a really good way to make something set apart. The only weird thing was, I would like to see this maybe in a singles match. Maybe Micah versus Himika or Hannah or Heen or somebody that had, you know, or Mirai. Mirai was like, I think she was the real standout here uh, in this match with the uh, with the judo gi. I think she looked like that she might have been the most comfortable in it. I, I know a lot of these wrestlers in Stardom they have a MMA background or a amateur background. But I think uh, Mirai really stood out the best here. And I wouldn't mind seeing a Mirai versus Micah match. That's probably the match I want to see the most uh, in, in this judo match, because I think just with the six people, they're kind of tagging in and out. You see, there's a scoreboard on the bottom left. uh Mayu, who I don't think has much judo background, I thought she kind of felt like she was like the odd person out here, uh but it's Mayu, and she always is great at anything that they give her. But I thought this was really, really solid. Eventually, Micah chokes out Hannah with the Katajime, the Taz Mission, or now it's now known as the Red Rum. As a uh, giant fan of ECW and someone who grew up in that era, Huge big huge fan of that. Uh she did a great job locking it in. I right, had this one three and a half stars. I thought this was really, really fun. I rated it because this was more of a of a sports thing, and I like that shoot style of wrestling. I'm obviously a huge fan of outpunk uh, crapes, UWF, UWFI. And uh this was you had a lot of the uh, the judo, the judo submissions and judo throws. I thought this was very, very well done. We go to a no disqualification match where Ruwaka teams up with Saki Kashmir to take on the team of Hazuki. And Natsusumi and Huzuki bringing out the old white outfit and the black Awaito Tai lipstick. So it's basically like an Awaito Tai reunion. Um, and I was a big fan of how this match was set up. Basically, at Natsumi's bar, walk and Saki Kazuma come and start a ruckus. Saki breaks a bottle over Natsu's head uh, really early on. Uh, we get more of Hazuki uh, versus uh, Tora. Obviously, Huzuki, when she left, not only Awaito Tai, when she retired from stars, uh, Tora was... Uh, pretty much being groomed to be the, you know, the next leader of Oedo Tai uh, once uh, Kigetsu left and, uh, and retired. Um, Don't understand why there were some tags here in the no DQ match. There's no disqualification, but they kept tagging, especially Natsu and Hizuki. Like, I didn't understand that. If you don't tag in, what's the ref going to do to disqualify you? Which is obviously what happens here in the end. Well, we get some really, really good double teams here from both teams. I thought Natsu looked really good. Huzuki's just great in everything that she does. Uh, she's going to have a huge, huge 2023. I think somebody that, uh, again, I have her pegged of winning early, my early pick to win the Cinderella tournament, and then the throne Saiyakamatani sometime in the spring and the summer. I just don't think that they should be taking the belt off Saiyakamatani for another five or six months because she's doing such a great job with that belt. And I think that uh, I think Hazuki's the person to do it. Let's build Hazuki up towards the end of this year and beginning of next year. And I would say a no to a Hazuki versus Julia World of Storm Championship match, if that's the direction they're going. Um, we get champagne bottles, we get beer bottles, we get a little bit of everything. Uh, Natsu hits her, her hits your signature cradle DDT on Torah for two, and then it basically t- brawls into or breaks down into a big Oedo tie versus Stars brawl. And the ref is like, that's I had enough in this no DQ match. And I'm going to call a double disqualification, which I thought was hilarious. Like, doesn't make any sense whatsoever. The match was fun. Three and a quarter stars at that match looked really good here. And again, I think they're teasing to something with Tora and Hazuki somewhere down the line. At least I hope so. We go to the hardcore rules matches. We see the prominence team of Haragi, Risa Sarah, and one of my new favorite wrestlers of the year. Suzuki taking on the returning Yunagi Sayaka, teaming with her Cosmic Angels uh, her Cosmic Angels brethren, Angels kind of Natsupoi, the uh, the um, Goddess of Stardom world champions, also known as Meltier. Cosmic Angels for some reason was stressed as painters and then we find out why. Uh, Yunagi takes uh, some chair damage early on basically starting some heat onto her. Meltier come in for the save as they start building towards their offense and then you find out the reason why they're dressed up as painters is because they're using a mop bucket and, like, a paintbrush and uh, and basically spray cans to blind the prominence team, which I thought was uh, pretty funny. and something uh, completely different here. Tam takes some crazy bumps here. She takes a, a ladder and chair uh, sandwich spot. She takes a German suplex onto a ladder, or excuse me, with a chair. And she takes an a air raid crash off the apron through a table from Risa Serra. I mean, Tam Nakano was, wasn't messing around here. She really gave the Prominence team a lot here. And she got beat up pretty well. And she brought, of course, she brought it really back uh, as well. I thought, you know, you look really well here. The Cosmic Angels, all three of them clicked very, very well together. And considering the fact that right around Matsupoi, uh, not too long after she joined, Cosmic Angels is when Yunagi left. So these three, uh, these three Tan Nasapoi and Yunagi haven't had a lot of time to gel together, but I thought they looked really good. Suzu Suzuki looked great. Risa Sarah looked great. Uh, Hiraga, who I'm not too familiar with. She looked really good uh, as well here. Yunagi hits a uh, shell shock onto a pile of chairs. Oh, I mean, before that, Suzu Suzuki hits uh, uh, Yunagi off off the top of a giant ladder. I mean, a superplex off the top of the, off the top of the ladder. That was crazy. Yunagi that uh, she winds up fighting back up, hits the shell shock on a Suzu on a pile of chairs. Um eventually the cosmic angels are trying to put away prominence. Poi goes for the whiskey miss. She misses, allowing Suzuki to hit a German suplex on about 94 chairs for the three count, three and a half stars. This was completely up in Prominence Wheelhouse, and I guess this means that Cosmic Angels, they don't get that tour bus for the Meltier Tour. What is Rob Goodwin gonna do? Where's he gonna practice his moves, folks? I don't know. We go to the main event of the show, Exploding Coffin Match. We have another Grim Reaper teaming with seven up. We saw them earlier in the show, so they do double duty here. Nene Takahashi and you taking on the Donald Demundo team of Julia, Tekla, May Sakurai. So you have two tag teams there, Mafia Bella, Julia and Tecla, and uh, Julia and May Sakurai. Oh my Julia. Uh the Grim they try to take off the Grim Reaper's mask, but he's wearing two masks. I almost look like La the Parka there. Um at least that's what uh, what I thought. Uh, some really good double teams from the Mafia Bella. Uh, and then I winds up beating everybody up with a busted coffin. And I and Julia battle to the back of the coffin. Uh, the Grim Reaper winds up, um, winds up making the big save for the, uh, the Neo stardom army. And then they wind up throwing Rossi Ogawa into the coffin and the coffin doesn't explode. Really wasn't much this match. It was like a very basic match. There was some good exchanges with Julia and Anai, and again, Julia, Julia, when she wins that red belt, which we pretty much all assume she's doing, she's going to do, she has a litany of challengers set up for her uh, based on her losses uh, and her draws in the five-star. Plus, she's got that feud with Natsapoi. It's going to take two seconds to reheat a feud with a Starlight kid. I wouldn't mind seeing Julia and Nanai. I, I wouldn't mind seeing Nanai get another red belt title shot. That's a match that I really, really like to see the two of them have. I didn't rate this one. Um, I just thought it was weird how the coffin didn't explode. It just seems like these explosions lately in these bigger companies are going as well as it used to. Somebody needs to phone uh Otani uh, or not Otani uh, Anita. Uh, for, you know, just, uh, I'll tell you what. Anytime he did the, uh, the explosion stuff, it looked brutal. It looked brutal. So, all in all, I enjoyed Stardom and Showcase 3. Um, again, it's kind of like non-canon, something completely different. So, let's go to review the two matches. As you probably hear me, turning my notes is I am just old school. We go to the the 23rd of November, Cork and Hall. This was a Wednesday at like 11, 12 o'clock, and it still drew over 1,000 people. It's absolutely insane absolutely insane so we start with match number one blue goddess uh tournament fwc huzuki and kogama taking on wingori the team of hana and saeeda i thought this match was really really solid it's basically it's the stars versus the stars we get some um fwc uh double team on hana to start Hazuki boot scrapes and face washes his hand really really tight i mean she really laid in there eventually gets the hot tag to saeeda i've noticed this late in the wingori matches that's uh, Hana is doing a really good job selling, and then tagging in Saeeda, who's the fire of the team, makes sense. is probably the better seller. Saeeda throws the more vicious strikes, so I like that formula that they have with Hana being the, uh, you know, basically the Ricky Morton, uh, giving the sympathy to the crowd as Saida comes in and just chops everybody. I mean, she chopped Koguma so hard here. Eventually, we get uh, some Hazuki, Saeeda, some stiff boots and chops back and forth, some really good stuff. Uh, Hana is able to cut off Hazuki, uh, with her perfect judo throw and uh I thought that was the way that she she puts that in and matches where we've seen it in the five star where her opponents are starting to gain some momentum and she'll just basically clip them off with the judo throw. I think it works really well here. Like once Saida gets cooled off from the hot tag and she's taking a little bit of punishment, she'll just basically just not tag herself in, but hey, you have five seconds, she'll just come in, do the judo throw to get the wing advantage. I thought that was really cool. Um Hana gets a quick, a couple quick near falls on Hazuki, but eventually Hazuki traps Hana's arms, puts her in the ring of Saturn for the tap out. Three and a half stars, nine minutes, 33 seconds, taking FWC up to six points. We move on to match number two, the red goddess of stardom as O2 Line, Izumi, and Miyu Amasaki taking on my pick to win the whole entire tournament, Mika and Himika. Mike and Himika work over Miyu early on. As Miyu winds up hitting a pair of drop kicks, and uh, that is able to free her to tag in Azumi. Azumi fires up on Mika and Himika. Some really good lucha style spots uh, from Azumi. Basically, used we saw it in the five star where she wrestled these two, and uh, she used their basically their size advantage against against them. I thought that was really good psychology. And Azumi does a great job throwing forms and her kicks. Her kicks are really really good, especially those head kicks. Uh, I thought she uh, she's able to really kind of plant those in. On Mike and Himika. Um, and then we get some really good tag team action back and forth with with uh, Mike and Himika. My Himi with the Lariats and lariat sandwiches. They basically take Miyu out. And then Izumi goes for the Izumi Sushi. But Mike is able to reverse the Izumi Sushi into a jackknife cover. We saw Mike uh, getting a pinfall over Nanai at Nanai uh, just a few weeks ago with the reversing a jackknife. And she does it here. Uh, six minutes, 36 seconds, three and a quarter stars. So we see Mike. Uh, She's throwing her hat into the ring of the many fantastic Stardom wrestlers that have a flash pin. And she's doing it on reverses. So I think it's really cool just adding to the wrinkle of the game that is not only Micah, but Micah and Himika. We're going to match number three, Red Stars block, as we have My Fair Lady taking on Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid, uh, Black Desire, former Goddess of Stardom Tag Team Champions. We get the Uedo type Jump early on start to start out the match mayu really lays into Lady C with some kicks. Um, that basically starts and builds the heat onto Lady C. Lady C is able to uh, make a little bit of comeback with some kicks and some really good strikes. We get the hot tag and the May Sakurai. She comes in on fire at Starlight Kid, um, basically throwing some really brutal yakuza kicks. These two, May Sakurai and Lady C, throw some really stiff yakuza kicks. I would say, you know, yeah Mike and Himika throwing Lariat sandwiches. I like to see a yakuza kick sandwich. Uh, between these two, but uh, sadly, I think after this weekend, we probably won't see them team up uh, anymore, but uh, who knows? Maybe maybe you'll see it one or two more times this weekend. Uh, Momo opens up with some stiff kicks on May Sakurai, and then uh, Lady C comes in for the save. And then Lady C and May Sakurai, they debut a new tag team maneuver. Crazy, about a month ago, these two couldn't get along. Now they're gelling real well, and they have this Cobra Clutch. Uh, Lady C locking in the cobra, cl- cl- cobra Cobra Clutch. With the opponent over the knee and then May Sakurai hitting the elbow from the top rope, I thought it was really cool. I thought that was a really cool way for the two of them to start gelling and basically taking two of their uh, you know signature moves and putting them together. Uh, I thought it was very very well done. Starlight Kid uh, drop kicks Lady C. Um, when Lady C goes for the choke slam, that was a cool spot. Lady C tries to go for that giant choke slam that she's just been destroying everybody with in this tournament, and uh, Starlight Kid's able to drop kick her out of the way. Um. Mei Sakurai gets the My Pie roll on Momo and Watanabe. Only gets two, but eventually they hit the Magic Killer on Mei Sakurai and then the B Driver for the three count. This is really good. Really solid match. Three and three, four stars. Eight minutes, 20 seconds gets the job done. We jump over to the Blue Block, the Blue Goddess Stardom Tour, uh, blue, blue Stars uh, Tournament, as we have the team of seven up on uh, Inai Takahashi and you taking on the team of Waka and Saki. Oh boy. Uh, we kind of all knew what was gonna happen here, but I thought Saki looked really good. She comes out on fire. Her and then Aitakahashi have some really, really good chemistry together. Um, the two of them gel really well together. Waka just tries, tries out. again. You as she's throwing these forms, and you just not selling any of them. Uh, that's kind of, I guess, that's kind of the gimmick we're going here for. And she's just really just backing down Wakka. Uh, ultimately, uh, again, this was, was a solid match. I thought Saki and Waka, I think that they're having some really good chemistry here. But ultimately, there's just one big thing in the max that I think we all know we're all going to talk about is that disgusting last ride powerbomb that you hits on poor Waka to get the three count. I mean, that thing was just brutal. I I wonder if they checked the ring because I, I think they needed a spatula to a scrape up poor Waka. That was just brutal. Seven minutes, 29 seconds, gets the win for uh, the Neo Stardom Army. Seven up, three and a half stars. We go to the Red uh, Goddess block as we have Meltier, our current Goddess starting champions Tam and Natsu taking on Sakakasum and fukin Death. This was kind of just weird. We you know we love Tokyo Sports. Um, they basically so so uh, Meltier Tam and Natsu they're on the cover of this week's or last week's uh weekly pro wrestling magazine um for their uh, their match at um the Kishiro crossover show. So they come in with the magazines. Obviously, uh, Saki and uh Fook and Death, they come in with the newspapers. That's kind of their gimmick. So they have a sword fight with the magazines and the newspapers, which is pretty comical. Uh, they kind of have a back and forth, normal match. Then it just seems like the ref was like, okay, take it home. And then Natsupoy hits the uh, Ferial Gift on Death in um, uh, 3 minutes, 46 seconds. So it was like, you have less than four minutes to get this comedy spot over, get your magazines over and then try to get your stuff over. I gave the gentlemen three stars. It was just weird how the matches kind of started building, and then out of nowhere, like, fucking deaths on the ground, I think, like, with the double super kick or something, and Natsupoy hits the, uh, the the twisting splash, the Pharaoh gift, onto death for the win. So I was like, oh, okay, that kind of finish came out of nowhere. But be there as it may, an entertaining four minutes. We stay at the Red Goddess block, as we have Peach Rock, Momo Watanabe, and Momo Go- uh, Mayu Iwatani, and Momo Kogo going up against Karate Brave, the World of Stardom Champion Shuri, and Tomoka Inaba. Both these teams are like quickly becoming my favorite teams in stardom. As great as like Mike and Himika is, and FWC, and Momo, and Starlight Kid, and, uh, well, Aphrodite, I think, is actually still in the show. We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, Momo and Mayu have only teamed like a little bit, obviously mostly with the six persons, the eight persons, and then Shuri and Inaba who have never teamed at all. These two teams just have... Just yelling really well, man. Fantastic chemistry here. I thought, um, Peach Rock, right from early on, to get the advantage here on the much uh, harder hitting team, they use a lot of those double teams. And again, a lot of those double teams they remind me of, like the way the British Bulldogs would set up their double teams, or the Rockers would set up their double teams, or the Rock and Roll Express would set up their double teams. Just quick, crisp, concise, in and out of the ring, constant tags. That's why I really, really dig in Mayu and Momo Kogo. And again, we don't know where Mayu is going. Uh, I think everybody expected her to win the I.W.G.P. Women's Championship. Obviously, she didn't. But I wouldn't mind seeing uh, her Momo Kogo getting a, a big run going into the tag division and building them up and having a uh, big match with uh, with Beltier. I mean, that's a match that I would definitely be uh, be glued to the TV for. Um, we get some innovation double teams from Peach Rock on Sherry. We get a form exchange between Enigma uh, and Momo Kogo. Momo Kogo did a really good job building up her strikes here. Double 619 from Peach Rock on to Iniba, only for the two count. Innova has a Crow Cop style head kick on Momo. Basically kind of almost, I thought she was knocked out. Jeepers Creepers. Siri, uh, Siri uh, takes out Mayu with the uh, German suplex. And then innova pins Momo Kogo with a super stiff penalty kick. They basically set up Momo. They do a basically penalty kick sandwich. And then they're running penalty kick. 7 minutes, 19 seconds. 3 and 3, 4 stars gets the job done. And it's getting to a point where I'm watching these uh, Karate Braid matches, and I think that Shiri's not the hardest kicker on this team. Because, boy, I tell you what, <laughs> Tamoha, but she's making every second count, every time she gets to throw a kick. Uh, and I'm a big fan of how she throws, she'll like, she throws like this gut, almost like liver shot, like counter liver shots. Almost like she's coming into some of these matches almost as like a counter striker, very much like Holly Holm. Where it's like she'll be striking with somebody and she'll let somebody get ready to throw something. And she'll like throw like a low hook into their liver. And then it stuns them. And she hits them with like a pair of kicks that just drops them. I absolutely love that combination that she's doing. I think she's only like 22. I mean, not 22, 22. I think she's just 20, 2-0. I mean, just the starting roster is just so stacked with just phenomenal talent. I know she's the, the Just Tap Out champion but hopefully at some point that her and like Suzu Suzuki and Risa Sarah, the Basio Gawa decides into a full-time contract. Cause I would love, and, and I think, uh, in of his wrestling, Suzu Suzuki somewhere, I think at, uh, like a Tako but show is going to be on your Japan world. So excited to see that. But be that as it may, we go to the co-main event of this match. Aphrodite coming in with eight points, Utami and Sai taking on Mafia Bella, Julian Tekla. So you have the former red belt champion, the current, World of Stardom, uh, Wonder of Stardom champion, and the 2022 five-star Grand Prix winner on this match, and the former SWA champion, Tekla, who um, some people are saying is like basically the singles MVP of this tournament. Well, I don't disagree. Um, I would say that uh, Aphrodite, to me, is the, so far, again, we have two more shows left, Aphrodite, for me, is the tag team MVP in this tournament. I thought they looked great. Uh, they get the uh, big fight feud with Utami and Julia. You know that's going to be a big title match coming up next year. Because uh, they we've never had that singles match before, and that's kind of the only one of the very few unturned stones that uh, Rascio Gawa has in his back pocket. So I would not be shocked to see that as a maybe a world climax. You might see that as a title match, a world climax for um, coming up the first half of twenty twenty three. But they did a good job just teasing that. Uh, they gave you just a little bit, some really good chain wrestling, kind of just back and forth. Um, eventually you get some almost like high speed action with Tekla and Saya Kamatani. They had some excellent stuff there. Really good uh, tag team work from Aphrodite. These two are just absolutely fantastic. And this is a title run that, um, I think I'm going to have to put up on the Patreon for, um, a review sometime in the next few months. Cause Saya and Yutami together, just absolutely fantastic. Um, Julia escapes the uh, Kikagoye and she counters with a shining block. That was a really cool visual. Love to see another Julia vs. Iyotani match as well. Takla locks in the black widow on Utami. We get a forearm sandwich on Utami from Mafia Bella for two count. Back and forth counter, double team moves from both teams. Uh, just basically countering each other's moves. I thought that was a really cool, uh, really cool way to kind of set the pace and build it towards the finish. Aphrodite hit the public enemy style dive on the Takla. Um. And, roll, and uh, they get a two-count out of it. I thought that was really cool. to drive-by, again, for all you uh, ECW fans, I thought that was cool. Harkening back to 1994, 1995 with the public enemy. Rest in peace, Johnny Grunge and Rocco Rock. Uh, Saya finally hits the kick of on Julia. They get the Magic Killer on Tekla. Um... Utami goes for the torture rack bomb on Tekla, but gets countered. And Tekla rolls up Utami for the three count with the O'Connor roll into the backland bridge. 11 minutes, 52 seconds, four stars. This was like the sleeper, one of the sleeper matches of the tournament. This is really good and a surprise win. And you figured this would either go to a time limit draw or Tekla would eat the pin because they're still going to be protecting Utami, Julia, and Saikama Tiny. They're not going to be eating any losses anytime soon. But I guess somebody has to lose. But I thought that was great that they gave Tekla the win here. Um, somebody that can really use a big win. And maybe the biggest pinch she has over anybody since her joining stardom about uh, 10, 11 months ago. So good on her. Good on the booking there to give Tekla a win over you, Tommy. We move on to the main event as we have BMI 2000 coming in with eight points. Unbelievable. They lost one match going into, going into this match that was the first match against Mina and Saki beat disqualification. Taking on the new era is Mirai and Amisori, one of my favorite tag teams in this tournament. Uh, quick double teamwork on Mirai for, to give the Uedo tie advantage. Uh, Amisori winds up lighting Tor up with the Kenta Kabashi machine gun style chops. Um, Tor winds up fighting back with a huge spirit Ami Amisori. Ruka really seems to be finding her groove here. Looks like every time I see her, it looks like she's trimming down. It looks like she must be hitting the gym. She looks in better shape. She looks more confident. She looks more focused. Like in the face, she like just really, really seems like she just feels more comfortable in her own skin, teaming with Nata, uh with Torah here. And this was this team was obviously a big question mark going in. Torah coming back from that year and a half injury that she had had off, and Ruka just didn't seem to be progressing like most of uh, the other wrestlers, most of the younger wrestlers in stardom. But uh, they've silenced any doubters because not only their matches are great, they did a great job giving them a push. I mean, eight points going into these last uh, few matches, it's something. These two really seem to gel well together. They're really finding their groove together. Um, uh, double Lariat to uh, Ruaka as Mirai puts the double wrist lock on Ruaka. Starlight Kid distracts the Raph as Tora hits Mirai with the uh, her pole that she comes in with. Mirai counters the, uh, the Choke Bomb into a double wrist lock. That was really cool. Ruaka tries to set up uh, one of her go-to holds is the Choke Bomb. I think maybe she used that as the finisher instead of the Top Rope Splash or the Fisherman Suplex. I think that's like her best hold. But as she was coming down, is able to grab the wrist. Get wrist control. Gets the double wrist lock. Uh, I thought that was, that was really cool. Eventually, Ruaka is able to get out of the double wrist lock. She finally hits that Choke Bomb. Only gets two. Raha goes to the top rope for the freezer bomb, but misses. Mirai quickly sees the damage done to the arm, locks back in the double wrist lock for the tap. Nine minutes, 39 seconds. Three and three 4 stars. We move on to the show from the 27th. They got the got show up in a hurry. They only took them a day or two. Um, thanks to my main man, Darren. I forgot to mention him, My main man, Darren Chatton, for giving me the attendance figures for these shows. This show had five hundred and thirty-three people in it and it looked like it was a packed house. We move on to match number one. Micah, a non tournament match uh, match. Mike and Himika defeat the team of Ruaka and Arena um with a rear naked choke. Micah getting uh getting a rear naked choke onto uh Ruaka. I thought that was uh I thought it was really cool how she's used it, used the Kata Hajime in the Taz mission and started in showcase the night before. And then a the simple rear naked choke here. Uh this is really good. Some really solid stuff here. Rena's she seems to be improving every time I see her. Um, I thought that her and Ruwaka gelled pretty well together. They got in what they needed to get in. Only you know, this match is only seven minutes, thirty-one seconds. Eventually Mike and Himika hit all their fancy spots they need to hit. And like I said, rear naked choke for the tap. Very well done, ladies. Three and a quarter stars. We move on to eight person tag action as we have the stars team of Hazuki. Uh, basically two tag teams, so it's uh Hazuki, Koguma, FWC tagging with Wing Gori, Hana, and Saida taking on the team of Ruaka, Sakakashima, Starlight Kid, and Momo Wantanabe. Notice that when Tai was coming to the ring, Starlight Kid like quickly ran to fans that like I thought was taunting them. And then you find out it's uh dad and the son dressed up as Ruaka. Um, or excuse me, not Ruaka as a uh, Tora. So, uh, uh, so, so, sorry, I said Ruaka's in this match. It's not. I it was Tora. I apologize. Um, but dress, yes, yeah, so it's momo Starlight like kid Tora and uh, Saki Kashima. So, you figure like Tora, she always comes to the ring, she, especially since she's been back. She just has this like stare in her like, that she's gonna rip into her opponent, and she's so focused and she's just like that music. And it's like it seems like the meanest person in the building, and she can't help but to break character. And uh, I thought that was really, really cool. Like, Starlight Kid almost, like, forced it on Ruaka. I figured if, if if Starlight Kid, like, wasn't there, maybe Ruaka would have saw it. Maybe no sold and just went to the ring. But I think she had to put over the kid, you know, especially the kid. You got to put over the kids, folks. Starting was for the kids. So I thought that was really That was a uh, pretty cool spot, um, you know, to kind of just see Ruaka, you know, the baddest person in the building, the meanest person in the building. You crack a smile when she sees, like, a six-year-old dressed as. And out of all the people dressed as, like, Really, Tora? Like, again, the meanest person. could dress as Mayu, you know? Like, you know, Mayu's for the kids more than anybody. But, hey, you like what you like. I thought that was really cool and really cute. Uh Starly Kid and Koguma start off with some high-speed action to start, and then it quickly turns into an eight-person Aweo style brawl. We get some solid exchanges with Sayida and Momu Watanabe. Uh, Hana winds up doing the judo throw that I love so much to everyone. Fantastic exchanges with Hizuki and Momo. Uh, Tora hits out the sit-out DVD on Hazuki for a two count. Little uh, shout out to her trainer and mentor Kigetsu. Um speaking of Kigetsu, obviously a uh, Patreon, take a listen. World of Stardom uh, Kige- title red from Kigetsu. Uh, waterfall finish from all four uh, from all four ladies. Excuse me, all eight ladies, um, as they're basically just going back and forth, hitting a lot of their big moves. Hana special on Tora for two. That was super impressive. Uh, Koguma hits the big dive onto everyone. And then we see a triple super kick on Hana. Uh, and then Tora eventually hits the Swanton on the Hana. 9 minutes, 43 seconds for the win. 3 and three point stars. We move on to match number 3, the new errors. We go to the Blue Goddess. It's our first match uh, in the, uh, the tournament for this night. Blue Goddess, 0-2 line, coming with 2 points, taking on Mirai and Amisori. The new errors coming with 5 points. And I noticed when they were doing the ring introduction, Mirai pointed at the fan that had the uh, Tora paint on and was like, you know, showing, hey, you have the. Know, this isn't a visual podcast. It was like, talent, basically pointing to Ami Sori, like, Ami, hey, look, that that uh, that young fans dressed up as as Tora, and they all had a laugh. So uh, I think that uh, that fan got a popping from everybody. So good on them, sir. Good on them. Good start with the and Ami Sori. Uh, Be you starting to really come into your own, very much like Ruaka. Uh, she's really gelling well here with Zumi. Izumi is putting yeah. her in the right spots at the right time to make her, you know, basically maximize the most of her ability. So I think that uh, that Azumi, who I'm assuming, is calling majority of the offense for O2 line. She did a really good job getting Miu over. Ultimately, that's what you want to do. You just kind of just want to get everybody over. Um, O2, uh, O2 line, double team, basically set up on Mirai. Miu's a really good, Nice locks and a really nice heel hook on Mirai. Um, I'd like to see Miyu start winning some matches with that heel hook knee bar. Looks really good the way that she sinks it in. DDTs all around from Mirai uh, are from Miyu, that jumping DDT that uh, that she does so well. But eventually, the double clothesline onto Ami, sorry. Actually, i not Ami, sorry. The double clothesline from Ami and Mirai under Zumi takes her out. The mirror Mirai shock onto Miyu for the three count. I have this one at three and three stars. This one uh, really exceeded my expectations, and they gave it time. Just a touch under 13 minutes. 12 minutes 46 seconds. We move on to the red goddess of the red goddess block. My fair lady, big goose egg, zero points taking on our tag camps, Meltier. This was another match that was kind of a sleeper. This match is really, really good. Um Meltier turn uh, basically uh My Sakurai and uh Lady C they basically little bit tie it up. They come in there, basically a house on fire, and they jump Meltier. Eventually, it turns them around. Meltier, obviously, the tag champs for a reason. They use some tag team work to get the advantage back. Uh, Lady C winds up decking Support with this huge Sami Zayn, El Generico-style Halua kick in the corner. And again, I talk a lot about Lady C, the way she throws that big boot, and poor Natsupoy ever since she turned and went with Cosmic Angels. Everybody's beating her up. But this might be the single stiffest shot that she took. I mean, this, it's, and the fact that Lady sees like a foot taller than poor Natsupoy. But this whole, uh, running Yakuza kick into the buckle, halua kick, whatever you want to call it, and this thing was just brutal. Um, my Fair Lady, they hit the new signature move, the Cobra Clutch top rub elbow drop for two. Eventually, though, double super kick onto my Sakurai, Uh Puts her down for a little bit. But they do tease a my Pie roll for on Tam just for two count that the crowd bit on very well. Eventually stereo German suplexes on the champ, and then Tam hits the Tiger suplex on May Sakurai for the win. Three and a half stars, eight minutes, thirty-eight seconds. I like how uh they did a good job getting May Sakurai and Lady C over and they got her got them a lot in this match. You know, between their new I guess what's their tag finisher, even though I haven't beaten anybody yet, and that they teased the uh the my the roll up. On Tam for two. I said in this podcast before, I want to see Tam start getting some wins with the Twilight Dream. I just think that's like the coolest name of a hold and uh, just, just, it looks really cool when she does it. She does a great Tiger Suplex, don't get me wrong. I know the Violent Screwdriver is basically her nuclear finish, which she's used quite a bit this year, but I would like to see her go back to the Twilight Dream. That's just me. Match number five. One of my favorite matches of this tournament match. I was so looking forward to red goddess uh, block karate brave coming up five points taking on my mvps of this tournament uh yutami hayashista excuse me and sayakamitani basically uh bell rings and we get a yutami shuri stare down we're just about a week removed from another classic five-star match between these two we get just a little bit here um and then we get some tag outs some some really good stuff with tomoka anaba and sayakamitani uh, Inaba picks up Utami, picks up Utami apart with some strikes. Utami's doing a good job in this tournament, not only just being great in the ring and making her making sure her and Saya gel really well, which they do, but she's doing a good job getting a lot of the younger talent over. We saw her the show before Tekla got a fall over. Not only a fall over, Tekla was able to lock in a lot of few, lot of submissions on Utami. Utami gave her a lot, and uh, Tomoka Inaba, she's got a lot of strengths, but to me. Excuse me, but to me and probably a lot of people, her biggest strengths is her striking, and she just let you, Tommy. Are you Tommy? Just let her like lay into her. I think it was basically like when they're putting together the matches, like, hey, sure, you know how you laid into me a week ago. Let your tag partner do that. But she does a great job making Inaba look better than she already does. Uh, some great quick near falls with the uh, Sakamitani and Sherry. I've been saying it for a while now. I love to see Sherry versus Sakamitani. You have the Red Belt champion and the White Belt champion, literally two of the best ever. I mean, you have Sai I think, is second all-time with title defenses, and i sure he is tied for second all-time with title defenses. Two of the best red belt champions that are one of the best red belt champions ever and one of the best white belt champions ever. And they're still current champs, so there's still more to add on their resume. In my opinion, the two of the best wrestlers in the world, they really haven't done much in the ring with each other, but we got a little bit here which I thought was really, really good. And it's a match that I would like to see these two of them have, regardless of belts or championships. I would just love to see how these two work with Sai commentani's explosive high-speed offense and Sherry's ground-and-pound grappling and strikes. But I thought their stuff here was really, really good. And uh, again, I hope we get a singles match somewhere down the line. Kick sandwich on the Karate Brave. Sherry hits the Ruin on Sai commentani for two. Inaba hits his violent head kick. Oh, this thing was... Very, again, very in the realm of Mirko Krokop. She just hits this brutal head kick on Yutami. That was like, I mean, obviously, Yutami's not legal here. But the, eventually, Shuri locks in the White Tiger, forcing Sai Kamatai to tap out. I this at four stars. This was great. The action was non-stop. They did a great job getting the younger Inaba over. Some fantastic stuff with Yutami and Tomoka Inaba. Obviously, the Shuri-Yutami stuff, a little bit of stuff that they did in the ring, was great. The main crux of this match was uh, Sherry and Sai the two best wrestlers in this company for this year, and probably, in my opinion, one in three. I will also be number two, one in three wrestlers of the year in any wrestling company. And uh, the fact that, like, well, how are we going to get you, Tommy, out? It's just like, you don't need this giant, huge suplex or this big contrived spot. Just smoking a bit, just crow cop kicking her in the head. Just brutal. Again, I think Sherry's just like, I don't know if I'm the the, the the stiffest kicker in my tag team any, and not only started my tag team anymore because anaba is doing a great job showing out uh, again a lot of people told me tekla is the single mvp of this tournament again i'm not going to disagree with that but i'm going to say that tomoka anaba is doing a great job getting her name out in this tournament and again it's somebody that i hope stardom signs to a full-time deal it's somebody that we will can you imagine the five star with her in it as loaded as this past five star was can you imagine if you uh you put tomoka anaba in it cheapest Unbelievable. We move on to match number six in the main event for this show. Peach Rock, Mayuutani, and Momokogo taking on the team of Mafia, Bella, Julia, and Tecla. Obviously, Mayu and Julia have some fantastic chemistry. We've seen their five-star matches. We saw the uh, fantastic match they had um, earlier this year at Nagoya a Supreme Fight where they went to a 30-minute time limit draw. Again, Julia cannot get the Mayu monkey off her back, and I think this will be some title match they will have somewhere down the line where Julia finally gets the big win over Mayu. But that's in a that'll be for a later later discussion, a later topic for a later discussion. Um, but this match is great. They went 11 minutes 28 seconds. Um, eventually, Tekla winds up eating the moonsault from Mayu from three, but some highlight uh, some Mayu uh, for the three count. But some highlights from the match here. There's a really cool spot where uh, Tekla goes for the Toxic Spider and uh, Spear. And as she's going for the Spear, Mayu gets the Super Kick. And then Mayu still got in the cell from previous damage that Julia did to her. She comes back around for the dummy turn cell. And she eats the Toxic Spear from uh, from Tekla. That was a really cool rebound spot. Um, Mayu uh, teasing the running three. We don't see Mayu doing it that often. So when she does, it's kind of a big deal. She tries for it onto uh, Tekla. Julia stops it. Um, and then Momo Kogo winds up basically taking Julia out. Mayu hitting the tombstone, and then like I said, the follows up the tombstone with the moon on a tecla for the three count, three and three four stars. Eleven minutes twenty eight seconds. Yes, yeah, some really good stuff here. Mayu, Mayu and Julia stuff. They just can't miss. Mayu diving onto anybody and Julia adding on the. Uh, as if she didn't have enough for repertoire, we've noticed lately she's been doing the uh, the curb stops. Uh, shades of super dragon there. She had some very violent ones on the Momokogo. So, those are our three shows that we reviewed, folks. Let's get into our... Actually, no, before, real quick, I did watch... They were just uploaded this morning, so I did watch them. Um, Stardom Wars is just on fire, folks. Uh, the Fuuchan uh, debut match. I'm just going to do a quick review. Fuuchan, Tommy, Team with Suzuki taking on Rina and Sai Kamatani. It's great to see Rina in a match that I was going to give her because Fuachan is a big YouTube, uh, basically like a, uh, a pop idol, uh, very big in pop culture in Japan. I never heard of her uh, before this. So this is a good spot. Obviously, Hazuki's a big star. Sai Kamatani's one of the biggest stars in the company. Uh, Rina, basically putting her in a, a big spot. I thought that was great. They did a good job showcasing her. I thought she looked really well. I thought Fuchan You can see towards the end, she's getting a little blown up. Uh, That's going to happen. You're going to need a lot of reps. I thought her technical wrestling was really spot on. I thought all of her holds looked really good. Nothing she didn't have when she was transitioning from hold to hold. In the chain wrestling, she didn't have um, basically like pedal feet, You know where she wasn't like stutter stepping. Her steps were really good. Everything was fluid. I thought everything she did really, really well. I thought she looked well here. Uh, Sai Kamatani, obviously we saw the clip <laughs> viral about an hour after this match uh, when it happened a few months ago with that big pump kick just taking a chance head off. And then ultimately, she hits the 450, the Firebird Splash for the win. I had this at three and a half stars. And then a match very near and dear to my heart for several reasons. Not only was it Queen's Quest of Azumi Yutami, and Lady C taking on Koguma, Hizuki, and Sayida, six of my favorites in stardom. This match took place at the Tokyo Comic-Con. And they gave this match a good amount of time, went over 20 minutes. We saw a lot of, uh, we saw some high-speed action with Izumi and uh, Koguma. And then we saw some high-speed action with Hazuki and Izumi. Yutami and Izumi's tag stuff is just absolutely flawless, just fantastic. Obviously, we've seen Yutami teaming with Momo before. Obviously, her and Saikamatani. to me, they're the MVPs of the of Startup Tournament. Again, I know we have two more days, but to me, they're just completely blowing it out of the water as a tag team. Utami just she seems to gel so well with with just everybody. So she her stuff here with the Zoom is just absolutely fantastic. Obviously Saida and Yutami, and again another Saida, another younger competitor in her young twenties. And Utami gave her a lot in this match when it came to striking and taking bumps for her. So that's really, really refreshing. Not that like she was gobbling up the younger talent before. I think just that Utami's been at such a main event level for so long. That we really haven't seen her work with anybody outside of maybe the top seven or eight or nine or ten people that often. But again, she gave a lot to Sayida in this match, and Sayida she just needed an inch and she took a mile because Sayida is just somebody that's fantastic and a very very underrated wrestler. Obviously, the Hazuki Koguma tag stuff is going to be top notch. Those two are just fantastic, one of the best tag teams of this year and for this company. Um, obviously, too the triple teamwork um with uh, Utami Zumi and Lady C letting Lady C play some reindeer games as well. Can't let Yutami and Azumi have all the fun. We see this awesome dive spot with Kogama coming off the top rope as Suzuki is doing the suicide dive between the second and third rope. Something that me and Andy Header do, and that's actually how I hurt my foot, was uh, me doing the Kogama dive all the way from the top as Andy gets a flawless, because he's a way better athlete than me, flawless suicide dive, but that's really cool that... Uh, FWC when they do that spot. They should break that out more often. Ultimately, it leads to Koguma hitting the top rope splash for three on the Lady C. Three and three three-fourth stars. So, we're reviewing lots of things, folks. So, let's get into the main event of the show. Let me get a little drink here as I've been talking for about an hour. As we will get into the final two nights of the Goddess of Stardom Tag League Tournament. And we go on to, this will be December 3rd, this is Saturday. So let's scroll down the card. It looks like Peach Rock has two matches, I think just because with Mayu being involved the IWGP uh, Championship Tournament, that are a couple matches back. But two matches, that might just be the two best matches of the whole tournament. Mayu and Momo, uh, Peach Rock taking on Meltier, Tam Nakano, and Natsupoy. Oh boy. That is going to be fantastic. Obviously, we know Mayu's past history with Tam. And it's a good match for Momo to get up on, not to because everybody else is beating up around it this year. So uh, that should be fun. And then we have Peach Rack, Mayu, and Momo taking on Black Desire, Momo Watanabe, Starlight Kid. Obviously, Mayu and Momo, Ko, My, Mayu Watanabe, Momo Watanabe, excuse me, have some of the best chemistry ever in the history of stardom. You throw in Momo Kogo, who's having a solid tournament, Starlight Kid one of the best wrestlers this year. Um, obviously, we have the past issue with Mayu and Starlight Kid as well. So that's going to be interesting to see. We have Karate Rave Shuri, and Tomoka Inaba taking on Saki Kashima and Fuki and Death. This could be a spoiler because Shuri and Inaba have a lot of points going into the final. There's like five or six teams that are still alive and breathing. So it's going to be interesting because Saki and Death, they're They've been eating a lot of losses and a lot of, like, just random weird matches. I'm going to go on in a limb here, folks, and say uh, We Love Tokyo Sports gets the... Uh, <laughs> they're going to get the upset here. That's what I'm going to say. Betting no money on it. Blue Goddess, we have FWC taking on the New errors Oh, man. The New errors are... They've had that match, what, twice? Time limit draw and FWC with the win. I say the New errors get the win there. Seven up against O2 Line. 7-Up there, they're still pretty much well alive in this tournament as well. I'm going to say Azumi and you get the upset. I would like to see uh, Azumi get a pinfall maybe on you, maybe using the uh, same technique she used on Mike and Himika, the Canadian Destroyer, into the Azumi Sushi on either the Nai or you. But I'm going to say that O2 line gets a win here. Uh, we have Mike and Himika. Obviously, they need a few more points to qualify, taking on the team of Poor Wak and Saki, Obviously, we know where this is going to go, but I think this match is going to be great. I think Waka is fantastic in the ring. Saki is very underrated. I think Waka and Saki together are really good. They're really finding their groove these last two or three matches. And obviously, Mike and Himmica are great. But not not to going too bold here, saying Mike and Himeka get up the win. There's also a stardom rumble as well, but we'll get into that uh, probably when we do this review. Okay, we go on to the final night. So we'll, it'll be the red goddess winners versus the blue goddess winners. So we have Tam and Natsupoi who are still in it. And they need a win against, Af- again, it all depends on what shakes out on Saturday, against Aphrodite, Saekamitani, and Utami Haishis. I say Aphrodite get the win here, which will propel them into the finals, which they won't win. But since they beat the tag champs, you're going to see a tag title rem- uh, rematch of this with the tag belt somewhere on the line. I think that's smart booking because you have four huge stars in this company, two great tag teams, and you're going to give me a Red Goddess uh, final night match and then maybe a tag title match some in the future. Yeah, that'll be fantastic. Mayu Momo Kogo taking on We Love Tokyo Sports. Mayu and Momo, I think they may – will they win? I don't see – I don't see Mel dropping dropping two in a row. I don't. My earlier prediction was Mayu and Momo would be qualifying towards the finals going to this final night. But Saki and Death would wind up getting the win. They still can. Obviously, we know the bane of existence that Saki Kashima is. And basically, you know, a thorn in Mayu's side. So, that'll be something to play out. This will be like a four-minute match, but the best four-minute tag match you'll ever see. Uh, Mafia Bella against Black Desire. Ooh, I'm going to say it's Mafia Bella. I just don't see them making the finals. I just don't see Julia... Getting uh back to back finals in the tournament and Moment Starlight Kid need a big win to keep them uh, to keep them alive. So I'm gonna say Black Desire gets the win. Shuri and Tomoka Inaba versus My Fair Lady. My Sakurai and Lady C again, zero points, but have been having some matches that not a lot of people should be uh, more people should be talking about. They've been having some solid outings. Shuri and Inaba are absolutely fantastic together. I'm very much looking forward to May Sakurai and Lady C trying to throw boots up against Shuri and Inaba throwing mid kicks. I think this match is going to be a lot of fun, but I think Karate Brave gets the win. FWC versus Mike and Himika. Basically, you have a match here of two former champions. I think Mike and Himika will get the win here, and that will basically take them into the finals. Uh, 7-Up, Nanai Takahashi and you taking on Tora and um, Ruaka BMI 2000. Ooh, this is a tough one. I'm going to say time limit draw on this one because both of these teams have a lot of points. And I think that uh, I know it's not going to be because I, Tora and Rewaka, they have the tiebreaker over Mike and Himika. So and Mike and Himika have the tiebreaker over the nine seven up, but our nine and you. So I'm going to say I'm going to say time limit draw on that one. Uh, let's see. We have the new errors taking on Saida and Hana Wingori. I'm gonna say Sayida and, and Hana get the upset there. We always see some a few upsets to so throw the points off into the finals or the night before the finals, and I think that'd be a nice win for Sayida and Hana to get the win over the uh, the new Aries, former three-time number one contenders, three-time calendars for the Goddess belts, and you have the current uh, you have the current future Stardom champion Ami Sori, and you have the uh, current um, <clears throat> this past year the winner of the uh, Cinderella tournament in Mirai. So I think that'd be a big win. And then maybe you'll see uh maybe Hana re-challenges Ami Sorry for the future belt just to get a match in there. I don't know. Um and then we have Waka and Saki taking on O2 line Azumi and Miyu. Uh Zumi and Miyu are gonna get the win here. Just it's Waka. That'd be a great match. I right, us see Azumi and uh and Miyu. Or right, Azumi and uh Saki I think are gonna have some really really good chemistry. I'd like to see some high-speed stuff with Waka and Azumi. So, again, folks, I'm going to stay with my pick. I'm going to still say it's going to be Mike and Himika over Aphrodite in the final. But I'm really hoping that we get the two Meltier versus Micah and Himika matches. Well, obviously, we're getting the one on Saturday. But if they are not Saturday, excuse me, on Sunday. But if they get the win, maybe they can go back and challenge them for the belt um, for the belts. That's a match uh, that I would love to see more than once. So hopefully we get there folks. I thank everybody so much for bearing with me here for this little over an hour. We covered a lot of stuff. So uh, that is pretty much going to wrap up this podcast. Uh, Again, thanks everybody so much for all the new listeners, all the new Patreon members, um, all the fantastic things that everybody says to both myself and Rab on the podcast. We greatly appreciate it. Um, as we record this, it is the end of November, November thirty. It's actually my parents' uh, anniversary. So, happy forty third anniversary to um, my fantastic parents. But uh, as we record this this morning, I got some, some, uh, some reports on what the Stardom cast is doing on social media, and I'm blown away by the numbers. Blown away by the numbers, were increasing like something like a thousand percent, like a hundred and ten thousand, like post engagements or people reached in, just in the month of November obviously that does not happen without the hard work of obviously our, our editor-in-chief that makes us sound so much better well rob doesn't need to sound better makes me sound better so much than uh, than i do um uh, my good buddy sean Montrose, obviously rob goodwin the man the og of this and the book the author of the book living the dream so Adam's 10th anniversary interview i got it in uh, obviously the godfather of, the, of this podcast those two work so hard to uh, just make this podcast so much better Biggest thanks to Kevin Kelly for the uh, two shout-outs that we got on the historic crossover show. Uh, if you have not watched it yet, yet Kevin Kelly gave us a shout-out, um, both me, Rob, and the podcast during the, uh, the the Stardom Rambo Rumble and right before the julia Zach Saber, uh versus Tom Lawler-Sherry match. So, obviously, the, the biggest thanks to him to have your name called on a uh, on a Japanese uh, pay-per-view. Big deal. Uh, obviously, that's, I'm assuming that's helped us out. Having Karen Peterson uh, on the show, she's absolutely fantastic. She has just such great reach uh, in the stardom community. And actually, yeah, as of today, I finally found it. Uh, we talked about it a little bit towards on the end of the show uh, that we interviewed her with. I finally found her, uh, the PWI Women's 150 with Shuri, Sai Kamatani, and Sally Kid on the cover, where she has this fantastic interview with Shuri. And I, uh, I uh, highly recommend everybody, if you can find it, it took me seven or eight days of like non-stop looking to find it. And I finally found it at a Walmart in Allentown, Pennsylvania, the last one left. And even the lady that was putting the magazines away said that it's the, uh, usually the wrestling magazines don't sell that well that fast, but that one went sold out so fast, so quick. So uh, kudos to, uh, kudos to Stardom being on the cover and kudos to uh, Karen, helping for that fantastic interview and helping us out but the biggest thanks on why this podcast is growing as much as it is it's to you the listeners the friends and family of the stardom cast all the great things that you say the reviews the retweets the putting everything out there we cannot say thank you enough and we're gonna keep continuing growing like I always say we always just need to grow together we cannot say thank you enough and we would not be here without you so Thank you, everybody, so, so much for the support. And keep hitting those retweets and those shares and, uh, you know, leaving us reviews. It means the world to us. It really, really does. Any questions, comments, anything that I can do to help the podcast better, please let me know, Matt MattTurnerOF, on the Instagram and the Twitter, or hit me up on the email, thestartupcast22 at gmail.com. Folks, again, I thank you so, so much from the bottom of my heart. It really means the world to me. So just remember, It's just not my podcast, it's our podcast because we're all in this together and everybody's different, everybody's special. Hope everybody has a great day and a great night.